On episode 355 of Nintendo Switchcraft, pushing through a low point, trading Mario Maker 2 for full price, Game Critics Award best of show those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Craig standing just outside your peripheral, and you're listening to Switchcraft with Bill. Brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live, joining us over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. Speaking of joining us, this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by Joe A. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. If you want your voice to be heard on the show, just like the one that we heard at the top of the show, that's easy too. Leave a voicemail for the show by heading to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail. Uh, leave a message from any device and I may even play it on the show. All right, let's get started. For play on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you up to the challenge? All right, um... I got to talk about Final Fantasy 12. I really am enjoying that game, as I'm sure that you know, because you've heard me talk about it on many episodes now. But Final Fantasy 12 has basically uh, been living on my home screen here. It's always the game that's playing when I open it up, and I'm about 30 hours in now. And I'm starting to feel like I want to be finished with the game. And I know that I have a long time before I am going to be finished with that game. A very long time before I finished with Final Fantasy XII. But I'm currently at a spot where, like, I'm not quite high enough level. This is definitely a, a, a typical issue with traditional JRPGs. I'm currently at a spot where I'm not quite high enough to do the next thing to progress the story forward. And that means that I have to grind. And that is something that I've never really been a fan of. Like, grinding in video games has always been kind of like the... I don't know, an anathema to me. I'm not interested in doing it. It's It's not something that I like. And I, you can definitely do it easier in Final Fantasy XII thanks to the Gambit system. If you haven't played Final Fantasy XII, basically you write AI for your characters and then they fight the battles for you. I've talked about it before. It sounds dumb. It's really, really fun. Um, but I just need to grind out stuff. Now, one of the ways that you can grind is by doing hunts. And I'm doing hunts... Uh, which is you go to like the hunt board and they're like, oh, hey, why don't you uh, go and find this guy, talk to him. And I'm just turning on my air conditioning real quick. Uh, Find this guy, talk to him. He's going to tell you where you have to go to kill a monster. You get some XP, you get some loot, you get some uh, gill, and uh, all those things together make you just a little bit more powerful, which is cool. I like that. The problem is... 
I feel like all of the hunts that I have to do are just, they're all over the place. It's like I'm just spending all of my time walking from place to place to place to place over and over and over again. And maybe, maybe it's because I just suck at the game. Maybe it's because I didn't buy enough teleportation crystals, but whatever it is, it's kind of taking the fun out of the game. Uh, I sat down and was playing last night a little bit and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and complete a couple of these hunts. And I finished one and I was like, okay, I'm going to go turn this in on my way to the next one. So I went back to this one area and, uh, like the, the guy wasn't there. I was like, well, where the hell's the guy? So then I look in the, uh, in the hunt log, which don't get me started about, actually, I'll talk about the menus in this game in, in a little bit, but I go, I look in the hunt log, I go two, three menus deep in the hunt log to say, okay, uh, where is, uh, this guy supposed to be? And sure enough, he's supposed to be exactly where I am, except he only comes when it rains. Now I'm like, okay, is there a way to make the game, make it rain? So I was like, maybe I can go and sleep or I can cast a spell or whatever. Nope. You just have to wait. So I was like, all right, I go back to Rabinastra and there's a guy there called Weather Eye who you talk to and he tells you, oh, it's going to rain soon. So I'm like, all right, it's going to rain soon. I don't want to leave and go do something else only to miss the rain. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I talk to him. He's like, it's going to rain soon. I'm like, well, maybe it started raining and I go into back into the zone where I'm supposed to find the guy. It's not raining. I go back. I talk to Weather Eye. It's going to rain soon. And so I felt like this was just a, this is a developer that does not respect my time. And that just is driving me crazy. I love this game. Final Fantasy 12 has really, really fun combat. I love the Gambit system. I'm, I'm a fan, but it is pushing me away after I've invested almost 30 hours into this game. It's pushing me away and saying, maybe you should go play something else. It does not help that Cadence of Hyrule just came out and I've wanted to play that game really, really bad ever since it got announced. And I just, I feel like I bought Final Fantasy XII at the wrong time. Now, here's my, here's my conundrum. Here's the thing that I wanted to talk about on today's episode. And I don't know that this is really Nintendo related or just video games in general related. And maybe this is a better uh, topic for like a non-Nintendo uh, podcast, which I may talk about that in a little bit. Um, this might be a better topic for some other show, but I'm going to talk about it on here. Um, pushing through a game when you're at like a low point. And I sub, it's a problem that I often have. Uh, I have trouble pushing through on a game like this when, when the pacing isn't quite right. It, it's different in a movie when the pacing's bad all you have to do is say okay well you know if i wait 15 minutes something cool might happen and then it'll bring me back around in a game if the pacing isn't right then you are going to be waiting for a very very long time and i feel like right now i'm at a lull in final fantasy 12 and it's very frustrating to me because i know that i want to play that game but there's also other games I want to play. And Final Fantasy XII feels like it's keeping me from playing those games. And I'm almost starting to resent it. 
And I know that people are like, well, Bill, just take a break from it and play Cadence of Hyrule and come back to Final Fantasy XII when you're done. I have tried that. In fact, I, you know, this is something that I am so very, very bad at, uh, is taking a break from a game and then coming back to it later. I never go back to it. That is why I never finish stuff. And I've really, like, I've been talking about Final Fantasy XII for a while, and I keep saying, I want to finish this game. Um, If I take a break from this to play Cadence of Hyrule, I know my brain. My brain is going to say, Bill, you don't remember what the hell you were doing in the game. You don't remember how to play. You better start over at the beginning. And after 30 hours in the game, starting over the begin at the beginning is a daunting idea. This happened to me with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a fantastic JRPG. Uh, I love the combat in that game. It's very, very rewarding combat, and it is also very fun. It's got a pretty decent story. The graphics are gorgeous, in my opinion. And the voice acting, I think, is awesome. So why didn't I keep playing? Well, I hit a lull. Something else came out that was shiny that distracted me. I started playing that and with with every intention to go back to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I don't know why I'm just coming to this realization now in my 40s, but... Uh, I had every intention to go back and play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I just never did. Um, I tried probably a couple times, and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. The only way that I can do this is to restart, and I had probably 20 hours in the game at that point, and I I just don't want to start over. So this is a problem that is, uh, this is certainly a Bill problem, but I'm curious if this is a problem for other people as well, and I would love it if you guys would let me know what you think, how this affects you, or if it's something that is, you know what, Bill, you're just crazy and uh, get over yourself, uh, play something else and go and, and then get back into Final Fantasy 12 afterwards. I don't know. Or, you know, hey, Bill, uh, push on through. You're going to get through that that lo- uh, bad pacing and come out on the other side. And Final Fantasy 12 is a fantastic story that you want to finish. And you're right. It is. It feels like Star Wars, and I want to play it so bad, but I just, I I don't have time right now to fit all the games in that I want to play, and Final Fantasy XII feels like it's sucking up all of my time, and I'm not getting to play the other things that are otherwise very attractive to me as games. All right, let's talk about, this is really weird, let's talk about Mario Maker 2, uh, this comes to us from uh, Resetera user Adam Prime. Um, this is so weird. So if you if you buy from GameStop uh, from uh, Mario Maker Two, if you buy it from GameStop, you have forty eight hours from the launch of the game to take it back to uh, GameStop and get your money back. Basically, you are you will trade it in uh, and get full money back, which is really, really strange. Now, there is fine print, of course. It says, see, full, see legal for full details. And here's, here's what it says. It says, offer expires on June 30th, 2019. So that's in five days from now. Offer valid only on Super Mario Maker 2. Only valid on standard edition 
of new release priced $59.99, guaranteed trade credit value of $59.99 is maximum net value for game trade. I'm not quite sure what that means. That's weird. Uh, promote, uh, probably saying you can't get more back than you paid. That's what I think it's saying. Uh, promotional trade credit does not include tax. Uh, cannot be combined with credit bonus uh, for paid power-up rewards membership or any other offers. So basically, if you are a power-up rewards member and you can get a discount when you go to GameStop, you can't go to GameStop, buy Mario Maker 2 at a discount, and then turn around and ret- uh, um, trade it in for full value and, and make money that way. Um not valid toward cash trades. Trades must be in full working condition to receive full value. Defective items may be eligible for a trade at lesser value. Trades subject to manager approval. See stores, blah, 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 blah. All right. So that's really weird. I cannot figure out. I mean, yeah, I I guess maybe I can figure out. Why, why would GameStop do this? Uh, I think that the reason why GameStop would do this is first off, they know that this game is not going to get traded in. There's a lot of replay value and the chances of somebody buying this game and then trading it in within two days is astronomically small, infinitesimally small. I think that would be a better term since astronomically means big, uh, but infinitesimally small. The chances that happening are like zero. So what is what does GameStop get for doing this? Well, they get you to come to their store and maybe they can sell you this stupid uh hey, uh here for ten dollars you can get your whatever insurance on your game and don't forget to to pre order uh something else while you're here and blah 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 blah. You know, that's what they get. They get you in the store to hear their spiel. Uh, is that a bad thing? No. And most of the, you, you're not often going to hear me say nice things about GameStop. I think that this is this is a win-win because this is good for GameStop. It gets people to come into their store and it's good for the consumer who's not quite sure about Mario Maker. Uh, it's good for Nintendo because somebody might buy Mario Maker that didn't otherwise. Um, I, I can only see if somebody's going to return Mario Maker 2... After just two days, my only, the only reason I can think of that somebody would do that is if they didn't have Nintendo Switch online and couldn't access all of the other people's courses and they didn't really understand how Mario Maker works. So they go into the store, they buy Mario Maker 2, they take it home, they're like, oh man, this needs online features. Well... I don't have online features and I'm not spending $20 a year for online features. I apologize for that noise that just happened. I'm trying to track down what's causing what's causing it and I can't figure it out. If you're an audio engineer and you know what the hell's going on, let me know. I don't think it's a cable because there was nothing moving. But anyway, uh, so they're going to say, uh, I don't have uh, Nintendo Switch online and I'm not going to get Nintendo Switch online. So then they would take it back and get their money back. I, I can see that exact scenario is the only reason that anybody would return this game after two days, I, I would think. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You guys can let me know if you can think of other reasons why somebody would do this. Uh, I, I, you know, good job, GameStop, for giving people a way to, how do I want to say it? 
uh, giving people a way to try out the game, even though Nintendo isn't giving us a demo, which honestly, Nintendo, what the hell are you doing? Give us a demo. Demos are a really good way to sell your game. Uh, the demo of ARMS is the reason I bought ARMS, because ARMS is fantastic. Uh, I guarantee that there are people who were not interested in, in ARMS or Splatoon 2, uh, and they ended up getting those games because of the Global Test Punch and the Global Test Fire. Uh, those demos sold games. Octopath Traveler had a bad demo, followed by a very good demo. That sold games. Uh, I, I fully expect Deus, um, not Deus, uh, Demon X Machina. I fully expect Demon X Machina to, it had a bad demo, which uh, scared a lot of us off. I, I fully expect that they're going to have a good demo, and that's going to, uh, where they fixed all the things, they're going to kind of pull an Octopath Traveler like Square Enix did. I think that that's a, a, a good idea. And, you know, a lot of people are probably looking at Mario Maker 2, and, and they might be saying, um, you know, I'm trying to decide. Maybe you're on the fence between uh, buying it digitally and buying it in store or a physical copy. And this might push people in these towards that side of the physical copy. And, um, I mean, that's not a really a win for anybody except for GameStop, but it's not, it doesn't hurt anybody either. Anyway, I think GameStop is doing a good thing here and, um, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, talk to our, or listen to our sponsors. And when we come back, we are going to check out the nominees who were announced for the Game Critics Awards Best of E3 2019. So stick around and I'll be back right after this. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Words can't describe the endless challenge of Super Mario World, so we let the players do the talking. Super Mario World is here. It's one of the new generation of Nintendo games. It comes only with Super Nintendo, and it's like nothing you've ever faced. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. All right. You know who else is playing with power is E3. Man, there was so much stuff going on at E3. A lot of Nintendo stuff. Let's talk about the awards and who was nominated. Uh, I'm really going to focus on Nintendo stuff. So if you want to look at the full list, go to runjumpstomp.com. You can check out the show notes and find out everything that's go that, was, that uh, was nominated there. So uh, best of show. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Doom Eternal. 
that's going to be on Nintendo Switch, uh, and that was nominated. Uh, let's see, what else? Nothing else for Switch was nominated for Best of Show. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, though. Oh, my God, I can't wait to play that game. Uh, best Original Game. Uh, let's see, looking for Nintendo Switch stuff. Um, oh, boy, I don't see anything. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do Switch. Control-F Switch. Here we go. All right. Best console game. Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, is uh, nominated for best console game, as is Link's Awakening, the remake. Uh, That's pretty exciting. Then we've got uh, best PC game. Why the hell is... Oh, okay. Doom Eternal was nominated for best PC game, but it's also on Switch. As is Wolfenstein Youngblood, nominated for best PC game, also on Switch. And best action game, Doom Eternal. Um... Wolfenstein. I already covered that stuff. Best, best action adventure game. I don't know what, what what makes somebody decide this is an action game, this is an action adventure game. Can somebody tell me what the difference is because I have no idea and I've been playing games for a long damn time. Uh, best action adventure game. Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening. What else do we have here? Best RPG. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, best racing game, nothing from Nintendo, although we all know that Nintendo has the best racing game. It just wasn't at E3 2019. It's Mario Maker, not Mario Maker, you idiot. It's Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe. That game is so good. And, uh, you know, this is actually funny. I'm going to, I'm going to get distracted by a shiny thing here. You guys know that you love it when I do that. Um, so... Uh, Crash Team Racing came out. It is running, I I believe I remember reading, at 720p docked and 540p, um, 540p undocked, or handheld, I guess. Um, that's bananas. Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is an absolutely gorgeous game. It runs at 720p, 60 frames per second, in split-screen mode, mind you. On the Nintendo Switch, and it does the same thing at 720p, the screen's maximum resolution, in handheld mode. So, uh, whoever's in charge of Crash Team Racing, work on your optimization because that could be a lot better. Now, I will say this I'm all about gameplay. I don't really care about those numbers. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just I'm just throwing a little shade for fun. Uh, let's go back to the list. Uh, let's see. Uh, best sports games, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Um, <laughs> look at that. FIFA's was not even mentioned. Uh, that, that, that makes me happy because I'm, I'm tired of EA's crap. Uh, best strategy game. Fire Emblem was nominated for, for best, uh, strategy game, best family slash social game. No surprise here. We've got a bunch of switch games here. Luigi Mansion three, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Minecraft Dungeons and Pokemon Sword and Shield. I can't wait to play Minecraft Dungeons. That looks like Minecraft mixed with Diablo. That just looks fantastic. Uh, Best online multiplayer, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, Best independent game, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Now, I remember seeing this at a direct at some point, but I don't remember very much about it at all. I remember seeing it and being like, hmm, 
that looks interesting, but I wasn't excited for it. But anyway, it got nominated for Best Independent Game, uh, and that was the only Switch game that was nominated for Best Independent Game. And then we've got Best Ongoing Game. I think we all know what one, what that one's going to be. It's going to be Fortnite, and that is, of course, on everything, including the Nintendo Switch. I think, you know, the Game Critics Awards, does it really matter who wins? Not really, but I think it's cool. Um, Corona G8 in chat says, I live in Texas. I appreciate a little shade. Is it hot there? I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Bef- before we wrap things up and uh, I got three, I, I got, I'm going to lightning round some stuff. So let's, let's do the lightning round. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. All right, real quick, uh, lightning round time. I have a first look at Graveyard Keeper. There's that damn sound again. Uh, I have a first look at Graveyard Keeper for the Nintendo Switch over on my YouTube channel, uh, which you can find over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Another video that you can find over there is Pocket Go, or yeah, the Pocket Go. I got the, I don't have it. It's in my backpack. Uh, the Pocket Go is this, here I can show you, uh, is this little tiny uh, emulation device. It's very, very cool. Uh, and there's that's there's a video about it over on my YouTube channel as well. Uh, I want to talk about Devil May Cry real quick. Devil May Cry is coming out on the Switch today. Uh, it, it, and it clocks in, keep in mind, this is Devil May Cry 1. This is not the Devil May Cry collection. Uh, this is Devil May Cry 1, and it is $20. Now, why would anybody be upset about that? Well, because you can go on PlayStation, uh, and actually, let's let's bring it up right now. And I can go for Devil May Cry, and I'm going to do a search for Devil May Cry uh, Devil May Cry HD Collection for PS4. How much would you pay? Well, you would pay... Where's the damn price on here? See, Nintendo does it right when they put they put the price like right there. So I'm going to hit buy download and have it come up. Let me make sure my credit card information doesn't come up on the screen. $30. It's $30 for the Devil May Cry HD Collection. That's Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3. Basically, you're paying $10 per game. However, on Nintendo Switch, the, the the Switch tax is real. You get not the HD remake. No, no, no. Just Devil May Cry 1 for $20. That is double the price. And it's not the HD remake. I think that this is asinine, foolish, insulting, and other adjectives that mean things that are not nice. So I just, I wanted to point that out, that that's lame. And uh, I, I don't know, knock your shit off, man, because that's lame. That's just lame. All right. Something that may or may not be lame. I don't know because I haven't tried it yet. Uh, Nintendo of America tweeted out uh, a, a a little fox who looks adorable. He looks so, so, so damn cute. Super Lucky's Tale is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I've not played it this very much reminds me of a 90s mascot style game and it's coming to the nintendo switch this fall i have not played the original one i did subscribe to the xbox um pc what the hell is it called i can't remember i'm trying to think of it the xbox pc game pass 
Uh, it's $5 a month. And one of the things that you get with that is Super Lucky's Tale. I think that I have access to that as well. So I'm going to click this little install button later and we'll see what kind of game it is. It says that it's a platform or platformer. Uh, so that seems cool. I'm not super excited, but I'll check it out and, uh, you know, I'll report back and let you guys know what kind of game, uh, it is. Uh, anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's hit feedback and talk about, uh, what you guys want to talk about. Actually, before we do feedback, I almost forgot. Uh, I went out and I bought this. Uh, WD-40, I know, <laughs> what show is this? Uh, WD-40 Electrical Contact Cleaner. And I sprayed it inside my Joy-Cons because I was I was getting the Joy-Con drift and people were like, hey, Bill, try this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Uh, so it was really, really hard to get the spray to go in underneath the, joy, the joystick. But I, I did what I could. And now my home button doesn't work. So I made the problem worse. It cost me $7 to make the problem worse. So uh, I'm not going to recommend that you do the WD-40 electrical contact cleaner spray. Probably a mistake. However, I'm going to throw some good money after bad. What I think I may do is go out and buy myself a tri-wing screwdriver... Uh, which will allow me to take apart the Joy-Cons and maybe I can see what I can do. I, I think it's like seven bucks for a tri-wing screwdriver. And I will report back if I can get this working right. And uh, if I can't, then I can't. It doesn't matter. I already I, I already spent money on the yellow neon yellow Joy-Cons. So I'll just have to deal and everything will be okay. Uh, Corona G8 says, I just replaced my daughter's right Joy-Con stick. It's about $10 on Amazon. Right. You also have to have the screwdriver, though. So uh, that's something I don't have. All right. It's time for feedback. Uh, Raymond Travis, uh, or no, the great, tra the great Tave, Raymond Travis B-Craft. Uh, B-Craft sounds like a cool name, dude. Uh, he says, at Run, Jump, Stomp, man, you are right about that Joy-Con D-pad. I hadn't really used it much because I got a Pro Controller early on, but now I'm using it for Hollow Knight. And it's wonderful. I don't get any accidental uh, accidental inputs at all. I'm also using a Joy-Con grip, which makes it even better. Uh, yes, I agree. It's fantastic. You and I are the only two people who think so, though. So we are definitely in the minority. Uh, Xander Broeffel, uh, he, um, he says, I just completed my shell replacement of white Joy-Cons. I wanted that D-pad so it wouldn't hurt so bad playing Celeste. So he doesn't like that D-pad. And I think he was trying to get in on our contest for a dock sock, which this is a, this is something that my wife made. It goes on the front of your Nintendo Switch dock. I've got a light-up one, but it basically goes there uh, on the front of your Nintendo Switch dock and makes your Switch dock look cool. So uh, the, the problem is, buddy, you didn't show me the picture. I wanted to see pictures, so make sure you get me a picture if you want to be included in the contest, which ends on Saturday. All right, I think that we've covered everything that I wanted to hit today, so let's uh, let's do the outro. Let the Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home.
Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's about 500 people in there and they are awesome people. You're awesome because you listen to this show. So guess what? Awesome people like to hang out with awesome people. Get over to that discord and hang out. Speaking of hanging out, thank you to the live chat who hangs out with me live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp while I record the show. You guys are fantastic. If you want to get a hold of me, shout at me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft so I can easily find it and sort by what show you're talking to. If you're looking for ways to support Switchcraft, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Speaking of other shows, uh, I've got a non-Nintendo show. It's called Run, Jump, Stomp. It's all about the video game industry as a whole, not necessarily just Nintendo. I am considering bringing that show in on Fridays onto this feed because it's one less thing for me to juggle, and I think that people will uh, will want to hear it, and I think I'm going to call it Nintendo instead of Nintendo, so it'll be like our Nintendo Fridays. Uh, so if you, if this idea makes you furious, let me know. I may not listen, but let me know anyway, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure that that's something that I'm going to do. All right, let's get out of here. Right at the beginning of the show, Corona G8 was asking, Bill, what is that intro music? The intro music is the same as the outro music, and you're about to hear it right now. It's Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you, Noteblock, for letting me use it. You're awesome. Thank you, everyone. I will see you soon. Bye-bye. This is Jerry from New South Wales, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft.